but I also feel that what I'm going to share is also quite heavy. So there's a mixture there. It's encouragement, but it's also actually quite heavy. Um, and an analogy that I have for, for God's heart that I feel that he wants to share with us today is if you can imagine a father and a son cycling up a steep hill, or just father and their child, cycling up a steep hill, and the, the child is getting... his hand on the saddle and pushes him, starts pushing him up the hill and he says, come on my, my child you can do this, you can make this and I feel like that's the analogy um, actually that, that God wants to convey this morning, but within that I think there is some heaviness that, we, that I'd like to share with you um, and I also just wonder on Elisa because last week she shared a, um, a message about um, uh, which I think is quite important, but it wasn't that unbelief is actually a sin, and we think of typical sin like um, lying or stealing, but actually I think Lisa really put her finger on something that God's trying to say around unbelief, um, and what she said is that unbelief is what kept the Israelites in the desert for 40 years. Um, so uh, perhaps, Charlie, could we put up Hebrews 3.16? Thanks. So in Hebrews 3.16 to 19, it says, Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And when, with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the desert? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if, to not, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. So if you look at um, the Israelites, they actually had a, had a pattern of hardening their hearts when they were actually overwhelmed. And it's, it's because of unbelief. It was because of they, they actually lacked faith. Um, and just to give an example um, of this, when Pharaoh was chasing them towards the Red Sea, sorry, maybe we could put up the Exodus um, 14, 10 to 11. So this is an example of compromise. Okay, so this is an example of the Israelites actually hardening their hearts. As Pharaoh approached, the, Isra sorry, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Then, um, later on in the desert, actually after seeing God's faithfulness, opening up the Red Sea, 
in Exodus 16 verse 3, it says, the Israelites, the Israelites said to, um, this is to Moses and Aaron, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, there we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. So, I just wanted to paint a picture actually of the Israelites hardening their hearts. Um, and coming back to what Lisa was saying, that actually unbelief is a sin. <laughs> um, but I want to sort of tie this in with what I feel God's heart is for today, and, and that is um, that I believe God knows that most of us are feeling overwhelmed, by, in particular by COVID. And I think a lot of us have faced very difficult situations. We've, there's been loss of loved ones, there's been sickness, um, there's been financial difficulties. And Simon was touching on financial difficulties. I don't know if it's COVID related, but Many people are going through difficulties. Um, and God has come through for Simon, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, and these situations, these issues are actually very real. Um, but I feel God doesn't want us to harden our hearts like the Israelites. He wants us to actually have a revelation of who He is. He wants to encourage us. He wants to give us hope. And to build our faith so that we can overcome the overwhelm. Okay. Actually, I feel God wants to rally the troops. And I feel God's heart for us is that His heart is breaking. And that we don't always, we don't actually see it. I think a lot of us might be saying, where are you God? What are you doing? But I, want, I feel God wants to tell us his heart is breaking. God is seeing the people in this world falling apart. He's seeing the hopelessness. And he's seeing people that desperately need Jesus. He doesn't, he's not turned a blind eye to it. I feel that God is really, his heart is breaking. And if that's the message this morning I want you to take home, it's that his heart is breaking. It is extremely hurtful for him to see what people are going through, especially the people who don't know Jesus. And I want us to see that the church is God's way of bringing hope to the world. And God's heart is breaking, and he wants to use us to reach those who are broken, who are breaking. Um, I don't think we have a complete picture of actually what some people are going through. Imagine what it's like for us. We know Jesus. Imagine you don't know Jesus. And God sees what they're going through. And he's going, please, I need to reach you. And as Christians, as each one of us overcomes our overwhelm, the church will shine in the dark, dark place and will bring light to the world. And I think that there will be many salvations. But God wants to rally the troops. Yeah. These are the, we are the troops. <laughs> he wants us to overcome our overwhelm so that we can reach the people that God can't reach.
or Jesus can't reach because they haven't given their lives. So if there was ever a time for the church to shine for God's glory, now, now is the time. It's now. And I feel that that is, if, if you take home anything today, that is what God's heart is. He wants his church to shine so we can reach the lost, or he can reach the lost. Um, and just an example um, of this, if you look at the, you know, the unrest and the looting that was happening in Durban and Johannesburg, I don't know if you saw, but afterwards, um, the communities came together, they started to clean the roads, they started to fix the shops. And I wanted to see that through these situations, God can work. And I actually would like to know how many salvations actually came through the communities coming together and supporting each other and helping those who had broken spirits. And they came around and, they, and I, I'm, I'm hoping the church were there, but I'm sure there were salvations that came through that. So I think God is going to use these situations like COVID, like the rioting. He's going to use it to reach the lost. I think God also wants us to know that He never stops working, even though we don't see it. And I think in this time, people might be saying, Where are you, God? But I also want us to see that God's ways are higher than ours, and He is actually fully in control fully in control, and he's not sitting back watching this and going, shame. <laughs> no, he's heartbreaking. His ways are higher than us, than always. And even though it's not obvious what he's doing in this time with COVID, we can be sure of three things. The one, he's working for his glory. Two, he's working for our best interests. And three, he is redeeming the lost. So how can we build faith so that we can overcome as his church, so that we can reach the lost? By doing, by doing this, God's church can be a shining light to this world. So um, I've just got six points that we can maybe practically look at to see how can we overcome the overwhelm. The first point um, is be open and express yourself to God in prayer. Um, so we can learn from men like Moses and David who actually faced extreme difficulties and overcame. And the difference between Moses and David and, the, and many of the Israelites are that the Moses and David didn't hold in their hearts. But they, they faced very difficult situations. So what's the difference? Something that David and Moses did that is very important is that they expressed their overwhelming situations and emotions to God. They didn't harden their hearts. There's the difference between that and the Israelites, hardening their hearts. By doing this, their faith in God grew as he helped them overcome. 
God can't help us if we don't express ourselves to Him and open up and give it to Him. Um, and I feel like that's something God's put His finger on in terms of how we can overcome. So by doing this, their, their faith in God grew as He helped them overcome. We can see actually faith needs to be built. Although um, faith is a gift of the, of the Spirit, in Corinthians 12, verse 9, I haven't given you. Um, some people are actually given the gift of faith. And we can also ask God for, for faith, for extra faith. But in my view, most of the time we have to build faith. So I just wanted to look at David. And yeah, we see in many of the Psalms that uh, David was very real with God. He took his overwhelming emotions and situations and didn't harden his heart. Um, I want you to see a man of faith. Um, so maybe we could put up Psalm 13. Thanks so much. So here's an example. David says, Look on me and answer, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. It's not but I'm hardening up. It's but I trust in you. And I think we all know the story of Goliath. And maybe we, we could put that up here, surely. Uh, 1 Samuel 17, 4 to 7. So, as I said, I think we all know the story of Goliath, but I think there's important context here uh, to see David didn't just fight Goliath without building his faith beforehand. So, a champion named Goliath was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. He was over nine feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels, which is about 57 kilograms of armor. You can see the guys getting rallied up here. 57 kilograms of armor. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves, which are like um, iron uh, shin guards. Um, and he had a bronze javelin, which was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod, and his, its iron point weighed 600 shekels, so the point of his spear weighed 7 kilograms. And this is, how, this is what David's facing. His shield bearer went ahead of him, so Goliath didn't even have his own shield. He had a man in front of him with a shield. Maybe we could go to verse 10, 10 and 11, Okay, I can read. That's fine. Yeah, in verse 10 and 11, this is what Goliath says. He says, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing Goliath's words, Saul and the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. So there you see again uh, the Israelites are hardening up. They, they're in fear. So if we can go to 1 Samuel 17, 34 to 37. 
So then what happened was um, David went to Saul and he said, Saul, can I fight him? And then Saul said, no, David, you can't. You're just a boy. You can't fight this, this, this giant. But David says to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came, carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be, the, will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. And the point I just want to bring out of that is that if David hadn't, fight, hadn't faced the bear or the lion before he faced Goliath, he probably wouldn't have had faith to face up to this giant. He saw God delivering him from the lion and the bear, and so his faith was built. And now, um, as we see him facing the lion, he doesn't seem afraid because he's got faith that is built up through experiences of um, giving God his overwhelming situations. So here, again, we can't build faith if we harden up our hearts. Every time that we feel overwhelmed, we can't build faith by hardening up. Now, I want to put that in context of COVID and, and the related issues, the rioting. We can't build faith by hardening up. If David had actually run from that bear or from that lion, God would probably not have given him the opportunity to face Goliath. Okay, how are you guys doing? Some water. Okay, I just quickly want to now look at Moses. Um, we also see now a man whose faith grew. Um, as he started to overcome his fears, and he didn't harden up um, or withdraw, he actually remained obedient to God. And he, if, you, if you see the story of Moses, you'll see a man in the beginning who was quite uh, fearful. He said, Lord, I've got faltering lips, I can't, you can't use me. Until you see the, the Moses a bit later, there's a big difference. And I want to see that, that um, what the difference is, is that um, Moses doesn't harden up his heart. So here's an example. At the beginning, when God asked Moses to bring the Israelites out of Egypt, um, maybe we could look at Exodus 3. There we go. Thank you. But Moses, uh, Moses said to God, who am, I, who am I that I go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. So we see God working with Moses. We see Moses taking his, his um, weaknesses, his overwhelmed to God. But if we look a bit later, we see a very different faith-filled Moses um, when he was hemmed in at the Red Sea with the Egyptians roaring towards him. He's got the Israelites grumbling at him. I want you to see what Moses says. 
in Exodus 14 verse 13. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. And then it goes on to say, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Very different with Moses. Faith-filled Moses. But why? Because he processed his emotions. He's overwhelmed with God. He didn't harden up. Moses is faith had been built by experiencing God to help him overcome. Helping him overcome Pharaoh. And he processed it with God. And now you can see. And, and God used Moses in an amazing way. Um, yeah. So in fact, if Moses hadn't processed his fears with God, he's overwhelmed, um, God wouldn't have been couldn't have a man to open up or to have faith that God would open the Red Sea. So, and through the Red Sea opening, you can see God's glory shown. And then I just want to speak about Jesus because our King. I want us to see um, Jesus in anguish at the Garden of Gethsemane, just before he was arrested. Maybe we could put up Luke, thank you. So it says here, this is now Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's about to get arrested. He withdrew from about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, and said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. in anguish he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground I want us to see actually that Jesus was expressing his overwhelming emotions to God here's another example if Jesus had hardened up his, his emotions what would he have probably done he would have said Lord I can't go through with this I can't go through with this Lord but because he expresses his overwhelming emotion, God responds. He sends him an angel, strengthening him, encouraging him, comforting him. And we all know what has come, come up about because of Jesus being faithful and not being overwhelmed. So God wants us to be open and honest with him. He can work with that. But he's, he's actually cut off when we try to do things in our own strength, like the Israelites. He cannot work. And there's a huge difference. I mean, you see what Jesus, David, Moses, look at the impact of those men. I've got a, um, I've got a story I want to just tell you. Uh, so, working as a psychologist, our, our own issues can become a problem. And this is exactly what happened to me. Um, I was actually starting to feel quite anxious about the types of inquiries I was getting over emails, like the problems that were coming through, um, which also kind of indicates what, where the world's at. <laughs> I was looking at this problem and I was saying, I cannot help that person. <laughs> and I started to doubt my, my own ability. 
And that's when I started individual supervision, which is the same thing as individual therapy, <laughs> where you go and take your issues to God so that you can act, or to your supervisor, so that you can actually be a better help to your clients. Um, so I just want to paint this analogy. So as my first session came along with my individual therapy, my heart started to harden up. God, uh, I was thinking, no, not in this situation, supervisor. I was saying, I don't really need this. I can cope with this on my own. I don't need to go for individual supervision. Um, so part of me wanted to avoid. Part of me wanted to harden up. And if you look at that, it's a, it's, a, it's a normal flesh response. It's the flesh going fight or flight. And that's actually part of what hardening up is. It's like going fight or flight. The flesh is saying to me, don't go. Don't, it's going to be very uncomfortable to talk about your, your problems in supervision. But when I actually managed to go into supervision, I actually experienced my supervisor as being very caring and helpful and supportive. And what I found was, the more I started to trust him to see that he, he means well and he wants to help me, I actually started to look forward to supervision sessions. And my faith in him grew. So that's just an analogy, I think, of, of our relationship with God. Um, there's a very key point there where if I harden my heart, if I go into fight or flight, retract, I would not have gone through that. I wouldn't have been able to work through my, my problems. It's the same thing what, we, what the Israelites, I think, did. Fight or flight. It's, it's a fleshly response. Um, and I think that's important just to see that. So, okay, point number two. How's the time going? Okay. The second thing I just wanted to, to mention is um, cast your anxieties on him. So if we could put up uh, on the ball. <laughs> Thank you. Um, in 1 Peter 5 verse 7 it says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I want us just to look at that word cast. In, if you look in the dictionary, cast says to forcefully throw out. It doesn't say tentatively, politely, um, uh, hesitantly. It says forcefully cast your anxieties on him. And I want us to see that God doesn't expect us to be very gentle and cautious with our um, anxieties. He actually says it's okay to be messy. <laughs> he said it's fine to be messy. You can cope with it. And um, I think the analogy of, if you look at fishermen throwing their nets into the water, they don't just gently throw it in, they throw those nets into the water and they have faith that they're going to catch fish. And I think it's the same analogy with, with God and with our anxiety or our overwhelm. We cast it out with faith that it's not going to come back empty. So let's not um, go into that fight or flight, that flesh response. It's not hard enough. Let's just, you know, it's it's not a um, it's not a, a, a little step by step process. No, God says, cast it on me. 
Okay, and then the, okay, point number three, a broken spirit. Um, and Jeff, uh, Jeff spoke about this a while ago, that we need to open the door of our hearts to God. We need to trust God when we feel overwhelmed. And part of that is actually having a broken spirit. So if we look at Psalm 51, 17, it says here, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken, a broken and contrite heart, a God you will not despise. Um, and last week, Kim was here, and she spoke about breaking the alabaster jar um, over Jesus' feet. And it's the same analogy. Give him everything. Don't hold back. Give him your overwhelm. Give him everything. It is an acceptable sacrifice. You don't need to hold back. You don't need to. In fact, God is saying, don't hold back. He's saying, I can cope with your mess. I know you're overwhelmed with COVID. Tell me. Don't hold up. Don't hold back. Point number four. Uh, fix our eyes on Jesus. And um, Ross shared about this last week. Ross shared about Jesus being the bread of life. Um, when we say fix our eyes on Jesus, don't fix your eyes on COVID. Don't. Don't fix your eyes on Goliath. David didn't see Goliath. David saw Jesus. David saw God. He saw his faith was in God. Don't look at COVID. Focus on Jesus. Actually, I'll think of the, um, have you seen the army? They've got those sergeants. And they say, troops, eyes are right. <laughs> God is like, come on, don't look there. Look at me. <laughs> All right. So that's, that's what we do. Come on, troop. Eyes right. <laughs> uh, maybe Isaiah 26 verse 3. Says you'll keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. And then Hebrews 12, 2 to 3. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary. And lose heart. That's point four. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't fix your eyes on COVID. Don't. It's not going to work. <laughs> point five is pray in tongues. When we feel overwhelmed and we don't know what to say, speaking in tongues, which is a gift of the Spirit, um, can help us to connect to God and His presence. Um, I found that in my life, I can testify, when I'm facing anxiety with clients in my work, and I start to speak in tongues, I can actually sense that my spirit is speaking directly to God. I don't know what it's saying, <laughs> but I know it's speaking directly to God. And it's, it's amazing, you actually start to feel built up, you start to feel edified, and your faith builds. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. 
And then, yeah, just the last point, uh, point number six. Uh, worship and thanksgiving. We need to worship and offer thanks to God through the good times and the bad times. Thanksgiving and worship invites the presence of God. And if we look at Psalm 100, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. In, Thessalonian, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, not only in good circumstances, all circumstances give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So point six, thanksgiving, worship. is another way of overcoming your overwhelm. Um, another story that I could give to, to testify about that is um, I was having a quiet time in the morning and I was again worrying about clients. It seems to be a bit of a theme in psychology. <laughs> and I was reading the Bible and I read the same line for half an hour. I was still reading the same line. <laughs> over and over and I was, my mind kept going off to uh, thinking about clients. And then I actually said, I said, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm not getting anywhere. So I got up, sat at my desk, started to work on the computer, but I put the worship music on. And I think when I'm looking back that that was the key, is I kept my heart, my heart open to God. Um, I kept my, I said, God, I'm still going to praise you. I still, I still worship you. I can't connect with you, but I'm not changing the fact that I, I worship you and I trust you. I was working as you go in the computer and then God broke through. <laughs> I experienced God's, I can't remember exactly when it was, but he broke in. And that's just an example. Um, keep worshipping, worshipping him. Even if you feel overwhelmed, keep worshipping. Thanking him. So, I know it's been quite long, I'm coming to land now. But it says, uh, in summary, let's, let's build a habit of giving our overwhelming situations and emotions to God such as the very difficult COVID issues we're facing. We've faced, we've lost loved ones. We've had illnesses. We've faced financial difficulties. Many of us are feeling lonely and isolated. Let's process this with God and let's see Him get, let's see His victory, let's see His peace in these situations. Don't retract. Don't go into the fight or flight. Um, Let's have a revelation that God is fully in control, like David and Moses. Because they didn't harden their hearts, they saw God break through, their faith built, then they faced something else, and they've got that experience now of God breaking in. And I think even practically, even if we give one thing per day that we feel overwhelmed about, but maybe it's something that we don't usually give to God. Maybe that's something, a starting point. Just think maybe tomorrow's Monday. Can I give God one thing today that I feel overwhelmed by, that I wouldn't normally give Him? I would normally keep it to myself. 
It's a start that will start building your faith until you get to David, until you get to Moses, until you see Jesus yeah. in the garden. It doesn't just start with, it doesn't come out of nowhere unless you've got the gift of faith. Um, so I think that's kind of where I want to land today, but I thought maybe we could do going to time of prayer. Thank you. Thank you, God is good. God is good. Ah, so maybe we just close our eyes. We can pray. Lord, we know that your heart is breaking. We know that your heart is breaking for those who are overwhelmed particularly those who are unsaved and those who don't know Jesus. Lord, please help us to overcome as your church so that we can be a shining light in these difficult times where many people can come to know the help, the hope that's found in Jesus. And I just, as our eyes are closed, I just want to ask if there's anybody here who's feeling overwhelmed and does not know God, does not know Jesus, and would like to invite him into their hearts as your saviour. Maybe if you, as our eyes are closed, maybe if you want to pop your hand up. No one's looking. That will make God's day, I promise you. <laughs> Just give anybody a minute. This is God's heart. He wants us, He wants to reach the lost. He wants to help you with your overwhelm. Okay, that's fine, nobody, but the next thing I want to ask is, if there's anybody here who is feeling overwhelmed and who has heart in their heart and would like to ask for forgiveness, and who would like to open up their heart to God. Maybe if that's you, just pop up your hand. Everybody's eyes are closed. Remember, this is where it starts. This is where it starts with God. God is saying, open up to me. There's nothing to be afraid of. Just pop your hand up and we'll pray. Trust God. Thank you. Yes, Lord, I just want to... God, I just want to thank you this morning, Lord God. That your heart is broken. I want, to, I want to thank you, God, that although your heart is broken, Lord, I want to just thank you, oh God, that you want to reach those of us who are feeling overwhelmed, Lord. That is your heart. That is what you want, Lord. And Lord, those people who have put their hand up, Father, I pray that you will reach them today. They will know a God who gives victory. They will know a God like David and Moses. They'll know a God who breaks through. They'll know a God that they can trust. So Lord, I just pray that you help each one of each one of us to cast our fears and overwhelms onto you, Lord. And God, I pray that our faith will be built, Father God, through this. Lord, I just want to give you thanks for 
for this time today. And I thank you, Lord, for, for your heart, Lord. Pray this in your mighty name. Amen.